Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. And this is Adrian Kennedy in for Andrea on Lunchtime Live until two o'clock this afternoon. Now, with uh, Pride Pride Month celebrations already underway, uh, well underway uh, here uh, for the month of June, uh, the strides made around inclusivity in this country are to the forefront. However, there are still certain areas of our society where we still have quite a long way to go. Now, Conor Braden recently addressed the INTO Teachers Congress. Uh, to relay the challenging experiences faced by openly gay teachers in schools with a Catholic ethos. And uh, Connor uh, joins us on the line. Connor, good afternoon and welcome to Lunchtime Live. Hi, Adrian. Thanks very much for having me on. Um, Connor, let me firstly find out about uh, you used to work in a uh, Catholic school, uh, you now work in an educate together school. Mm-hmm. What is the difference being a gay teacher in both, uh, having experienced both now? Um, well, first of all, um, the Educate Together ethos is about equality and inclusion. That's the kind of the primary place behind it. And because of that, it, it's, it's just a kind of a fact of life if you're an LGBT uh, teacher or student family. It's, it's not seen as unusual or or uh, different in any way. Um, and that's not to say that, you know, LGBT teachers or students or families are treated differently in all Catholic schools. Um, and there are plenty of Catholic schools where there are out LGBT teachers and students and families. But the difference is that the ethos does have that historic uh, homophobia and it just creates a slight sense of unease for LGBT people. Connie, you say that um, you were you lived in fear that the principal of the Catholic school that you used to work in would find out who you really were, a gay man. Did they ever find out while you were teaching there? Um, yeah, my hand was kind of forced. Um, so I had it was my it was it was my third year teaching in that school, um, and this this is a number of years ago, and it, it was I was never fully expressive you know when someone would say oh what did you do for the weekend i i wouldn't say oh myself and my boyfriend drove up to belfast we saw the titanic museum it's great you should go it was always oh nothing um and it just that was a fact of life it wasn't something that i was particularly upset by or anything but it's just it was a constant dodging of the truth and kind of navigating around certain questions and things like that mm. um However, and, and, and sorry, you, you, you would make a conscious effort to hide what you were and who you were in a relationship with? Constantly, yeah. See, at the time, it has been redacted, but at the time, ironically enough, the Employment Equality Act actually had a section that kind of for LGBT teachers to, or, or um, teach. There was a section that if a, a place of employment had a religious ethos, and a member of staff were to be seen to undermine that ethos, then it was okay to um, terminate the contract. And that extended to religious-run hospitals, schools, crashings, anything. And that wasn't just LGBT teachers. I mean, teachers that were single parents or divorced or anything that 
the Catholic ethos doesn't deem appropriate, they were also kind of hiding, in a sense, within their places of work. Um, unfortunately, then, I was proven right to live in fear as um, my boyfriend got seriously ill and was in hospital for a number of months. And during that time, um, you know, I just crumbled under the pressure of going to work, going to the hospital to visit my partner. And um, the, the principal took me in and asked, you know, where is this paperwork, where is that paperwork? And I just said, listen, I'm struggling under pressure as that man that I told you about, when I was with him, and that was my boyfriend. And the first words out of my principal's mouth were, well, if that's the case, Connor, the job's not there for you anymore. No. How long ago was this, Connor? Yeah. Um, it was around seven years ago now at this stage, which I know... Well, it's not know, ancient history. It's not ancient history, no. It's not ancient history, but it's also, you know, it's uh, that definitely couldn't legally happen now mm. as the Act, the Employment Equality Act was amended so that um, LGBT teachers can't be fired. But it's, like you said, it's not ancient history. It is something still I kind of carry with me. It is something that... Is, because I, I, I was very shocked to uh, read that on the island of Ireland, um, 18% of LGBT teachers in the Republic and 12% in the North have declared their orientation into, in the school community. That means the vast majority don't. And it's estimated that about 4,000 primary school teachers on the island of Ireland don't feel comfortable revealing their true identity in school. That shocks me. Doesn't shock me to be honest. Um, see, the problem is, uh, I, I know I, I've spoken on this on on different radio stations before, and a lot of the comments underneath were, "Well, why doesn't why don't they just go teach and educate together schools and stop worrying about it?" And well, like there is only there's not even a hundred together primary schools in the country, um, and other schools that have ethoses that aren't as you know difficult to work under for an LGBT person. Um, there's not enough of them. Like over 90%, well over 90% of primary schools in Ireland have a Catholic ethos. But as you've just indicated yourself, uh, it is now no longer legal to sack a teacher because he or she happens to be gay. Why, therefore, are so many teachers keeping their identity to themselves? What are they afraid of now? A couple of things, really, Adrian. It's, um, It's the fact that, you know, you'll have a diocesan inspector come in and inspect your religion lessons. It's uh, it's the fact that, you know, you might feel that you want to do a lesson, by, for, for example, you said it yourself, we're in Pride Month at the minute, so why aren't, why isn't every school putting up a Pride flag outside of their schools to celebrate it? Like, uh, I mean, a lot of schools put up Ukrainian flags, and rightly so, why aren't we putting up Pride flags beside them? Um, there, there's lessons uh, that the INTO LGBT group has created, which I have taught at almost every level in, in schools and are fantastic to show equality, inclusion, diversity. And it's not just LGBT, it's for uh, traveller families, Roma families, foster families, uh, family, mixed race families. It's this massive, wonderful resource, but so few teachers actually teach it for fear that their principal or the priest that's on the board of management or or, or a parent I actually spoke to a parent yeah. recently uh, who uh, this was only the week before last who was very annoyed that the teacher of second class of his second class child had uh, spoke to the class about pride month uh, explained what pride was 
and explained to the class that he was married to a man. The child went home to Mammy and Daddy and say, Oh, Mammy, did you know Mr. So-and-so was married to a man? And this particular father was very unhappy that his eight-year-old learned this information. What do you think of that? I have to ask that father, like, why why were you upset by that? Because if it was a woman that said, oh, yes, I am married to a man, there'd be nothing. No, there'd be nothing. There would literally be nothing. There'd be no reaction. No, so it's it's like why why would someone be upset that their child learned that LGBT people exist? Because we do, we always have existed, we always will exist. You go back through history. I mean, there's literally. <laughs> I only learned this yesterday myself. There's um, an ancient Egyptian tomb that is called the Tomb of the Two Brothers, but it's nicknamed that because they all know the two men buried there were actually a couple and they were married. Oh right, so like, okay. It can be. If there can be LGBT ancient Egyptians, then why can't we have LGBT teachers? Okay, so let's let's find out. Finally, Uh, the law um, is uh, has changed in the right direction. The attitude of people in society is improving in the right direction. What can be done, or what needs to be done, to make life easier? for gay teachers in Ireland and as you said with 90% of schools of primary schools in Ireland having a Catholic ethos what can be done to make their life easier? Well the first and foremost thing that can be done is that um, all principals in every school should make an effort to make sure that their school community is open and inclusive and welcoming of not just LGBT people but people of all religions all ethnicities everything like if you can't see it, you can't be it. And if you want to be a, the, a good principal and a good school and a good teacher, you should display all the different types of lives that people live so that the child in your class that will grow up and realize that they're gay or lesbian or trans, that they can say, oh, yeah, well, this, this doesn't scare me because I have seen this in school as I grew up and mm. this I understand. It's, um, it's, it, things are definitely changing. On my way into Dublin City Centre, uh, into News Talk today, I passed, conscious that we were talking about this today, I passed four different schools with a pride flag flying outside. So things are changing. Yeah, they absolutely are. And it's, I, I'm, as I said, I'm not here to say that every Catholic school is homophobic or every Catholic uh, person is homophobic. Far from it. I mean, the vast majority of the country are Catholic and also the vast majority of people that are spoken to about this are fully supportive. Mm. Um, but it's just, it's just there's still that slight tinge of fear, as I said. There's that slight historic homophobia that as an LGBT person, you can't quite shake. So it's kind of more up to the, the straight and the cisgendered teachers to make that effort and parents and kids to make that effort to ensure that if there is an LGBT person in this room with me, that I can do everything that I can to make sure they feel welcome and safe and happy. All right. Well, I hope, Connor, uh, things continue to improve uh, over the uh, months and years ahead. Connor Braden, thank you very much indeed for uh, talking to us on News Talk. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.